Hey there, my name is Lee Klein. I'm so glad you're here today. We're talking about being ready for Jesus. That it won't be a surprise, that we won't be ready. It won't be like he came and as a thief in the night, but we are prepared and ready. That's what we're talking about. That is our objective, to be ready for Jesus. Let's acknowledge him. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that we will be ready for you because we're following your instruction. We thank you that you are instructing us, showing us how we can be ready that day, and even how we can represent you well here on the earth as yours. We love you and praise you for teaching us today. We give you all the glory. So yesterday we were talking about that rich man and how not because he was rich, but because he wouldn't do love. He ended up in hell forever and ever. He even asked if his brothers could be told, as though to say, hey, this is real. You know, you guys get it together. It's terrible here. The only thing I do is thirst. And, you know, today I just heard the Lord say so clearly, clearly, it's just a matter of switching kingdoms. If you love Jesus, you want to be in agreement with him. If you want to live with him, forever and ever and ever, you're going to get to know him and you're going to live his way. That's really all it's about. His kingdom is about love. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. And then you will love others as you've been loved. And loving the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind is really caring about what he cares about. Being involved in his life, being a part of his life. So in, in Switching Kingdoms, he, he has said to me actually a long time ago and just brought it up again today, of course. It, it's so practical to say that so much of the time when we don't want to give to anyone, let alone the poor, it's because we have this mentality. I worked hard for this. Anybody can do what I'm doing. I worked. And I'm not going to give away what I worked for. And it's really um, exactly like the rich man, the the rich young ruler. When he said, Jesus, what do I have to do? Master, what do I have to do to have eternal life? And Jesus said, he loved him when he looked at him and he said, sell your stuff to the poor. Sell your stuff and give it to the poor. And then follow me. This morning, I felt prompted to read it in the message file. It says it so clearly. The reason Jesus asked him to sell his stuff is exactly what we're talking about. He worked so hard for that stuff that it was his God. It was his God. He couldn't give it away because he worked so hard to get it. And the message Bible says, Jesus looked at him hard in the eye and loved him and said, there's no, there's one thing left because he said, Jesus said, you follow all the, you know, the commandments. And he said, I follow all the commandments. And Jesus said, there's one thing left that you haven't done. Go sell whatever you own and give it to the poor. All your wealth then will be heavenly wealth. And come, follow me. Then it will be heavenly wealth. Because the word says to give and it'll be given back to you, pressed down, shaken together and running over. And at the end of... Um, that whole to-do, Jesus said, no one leaves houses of mothers, sisters, or brothers 
for the sake of the gospel and in this lifetime does not receive a hundredfold return. So when you give away all that stuff you worked so hard for, then you're going to be living in the kingdom of God, where when you give, that's how his kingdom works. When you give, it'll be given back to you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Luke 6.38, give and gifts will be given to you, good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over, will they pour into the pouch formed by the bosom of your robe and used as a bag for the measure you deal out with the measure you use when you confer benefits on others. It'll be measured back to you. So his kingdom is about giving, about loving. Give, and then in his kingdom, his principle will provide for you what you gave. Galatians 6, 7 through 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that he will reap. For the one who sows to his flesh will from his flesh reap corruption, which is what happened to the rich man in purple. He was sowing to his flesh. It was only about him. The one who sows to the spirit from his spirit will reap eternal life. Do we want to live with Jesus? We've got to get in agreement with him. We have to live his way. Jesus said, seek ye first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things that previously he was talking about, we worry about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear. It'll be given to us. And so what God is asking us to do is switch kingdoms. Come in agreement with him. Live in heaven on the earth. Represent him. Our, our life shouldn't be about our job, but our gifts and our talents, which we can give and then be provided for. So what Jesus was asking the rich young ruler to do in order to have eternal life is to give all those things he worked so hard for away, which seems like a huge request, and the disciples said that. They said, wow, you know, we've left all this to follow you, then who can be saved? So who can be saved is the one who loves Jesus. When you work so hard and you got all that stuff and you can't give it away and it's your God, then it's your God. And then you can't live in the kingdom of heaven if it's your God. And so that's why Jesus was loving the man and saying, give your stuff away. Sell it. Give your stuff to the poor. So the poor is being provided for, right? And at the same time, you're going to be provided for because when you give, it'll be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. So really what God is saying is um, we don't have because we don't give. We're shortaging ourselves when we won't give. When we live in the kingdom of God, then what we need will be added to us. We'll be giving to the poor. We'll be giving that gift that we were given to, to the person who needs that gift. I'm talking about our talent. Your gift will make room for you. And that's how his kingdom operates. But we're still living on the wide path in the world's kingdom and calling ourselves Christians. The disciples said, well, who can be saved then? We gave up our houses, our jobs, and, and you're asking this rich man to give all his stuff away? That, uh, that is so extreme. But when you love Jesus and you trust him, 
and you get to that place where you can give it all away, then you're going to get it back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. When I learned this principle, I was giving everything away that I could. I was giving pictures off the wall. I was giving, and I got my debt cleaned up. Give, and it'll be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over is a principle. If we believe, we will live by it. If we believe it. So the thing is, the bottom line is we got to get to know Jesus and come in agreement with him and live his way. And then he's going to ask you to give that stuff away that's your God so that he can bless it, bless you with eternal blessings. How did the message read that? I thought it was such a cool summary of what God is saying. There's one thing left. Go sell whatever you own and give it to the poor. All your wealth, then, will be heavenly wealth. Store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust can't consume, right? If it's heavenly wealth, no one can take it from you. If it's heavenly wealth, it'll be easy to give because you didn't earn it. It was given to you. Just like when you get Jesus, you want to give Jesus because he's so good. Our stuff... Our pretty little houses, all those things that mean so much to us, are going to get us nowhere except in hell. Because what you sow, marry this to you again, do not be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever one sows, he will reap. You give and you give and you give and you're going to get back. You're going to reap that. You love people, and you're going to get that back. The one who sows to his flesh from his flesh will reap corruption. But the one who sows to his spirit from his spirit will reap eternal life. We were brought up to take care of our flesh. Oh, I want this. Go get that. I want this, this, and this. And forever trying really to be happy. And that stuff isn't going to make us happy. Jesus is what we need. He's our fulfillment. So that's the word I have for you today. Switch, switch kingdoms. Give. And it'll be added to you, the things that you need. Use that gift that God gave you. Do what he created you to do. Get on the narrow path. It seems impossible. Sometimes... When, when I get a word from the Lord, I am so out of my comfort zone and I have no idea how I'm going to do it. And I just think I'm going to fail. And then I remember Jesus. He can do it in me. He can teach me. And you always got to wait for that next word. So when we give to the poor, when we give... We're providing for ourselves in God's kingdom. It's that simple. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to sow to your flesh. Your life doesn't have to be about you. God cares about those people. And that's the way he designed his, his system, his kingdom. It's a way of doing. Love. And you'll be loved back.
love and you'll have eternal life because heaven is about love. You can't have eternal life if you're going to be greedy and hang on to your stuff. So decide where are you are going to spend your eternity? Who are you coming in agreement with? Can you love? Can you sow into your eternal life? It's not about the coffin and who you leave your money to. It's about, did you give? Did you love? Then you will have eternal life. Revelation 3.19, Jesus said he corrects those we love. We should get excited to get these messages. So we're corrected. We're instructed. So we know how to live in his kingdom. So we can be ready that day. So we can be that beautiful bride without spot or wrinkle. So it's not about us but we're looking to bless others. Revelation 3.20, Jesus said, He's knocking at the door of your heart. He wants to come and live on the inside of you. And if you heed his voice, he's going to move in. You're going to be a team. He's going to show you how to live in the kingdom. He's going to show you how to love. Even that person that's difficult to love, he's going to show you how to love that person. It seems impossible to love some people. It does. I know that. It seems impossible to forgive them seven times, 77 times a day. But when you get your mind off yourself and start thinking about, I'm going to live, I think it's good to be afraid. I think if you kept that, kept, keep that fresh on your mind, and I ask Jesus to correct me, I ask him to remind me, do I want to live in the kingdom of God or do I want to live in hell? And I'm afraid to live in hell. That reminds me, a girl, I listened to her testimony and God brought her to hell so she could come back and, and tell us. And she said, in hell, everything that the people there sowed on the earth, they got back. And so being afraid of hell, knowing that Lazarus, all, all he did is thirst, I don't want to live there. And it keeps me, it keeps me on top. It, it motivates me to do what Jesus said. I love Jesus, but my flesh gets in the way. And to keep your flesh under, just to tell your flesh, be quiet. I'm not going to hell. It's about your soul, not your flesh. Your flesh is temporary. This life here is temporary. So if you want Jesus to come live on the inside of you, if you're willing to hear his voice, then say this prayer with me. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for teaching us, for warning us ahead of time. We don't want to go to hell. Show us that, Lord. We thank you that you're preparing us and showing us truth so we know it's the real deal. So that we know for sure this is going to happen. I'm asking you to make it real to every person that hell won't be enjoyable. But the only thing that we will do there is thirst. Come live on the inside of us and help us to commit to heed voice. We love you. We praise you in your name. Really can't do anything without him. Ask him to help you every day. I'm always asking, 
help me because the enemy puts on so much pressure. I was feeling prompted while I was praying to tell you I was out this morning. And um, I have cards that I pass out because not everybody wants to talk about Jesus. And so it, it's a good, it's a good starter. And um, I went in to get some bananas and I came out and I noticed a lady in her car and I knew I was supposed to give her a card, but my hands are full. I had my little Yorkie in one hand and two bags of fruit in the other hand. So I, I put it in my car and I started to pull away and I felt that prompting again. So I, I went up to her and she said, I was calling you, but you didn't hear me. She wanted to pet my dog. And so we had this little conversation and long story short, um, we, we started talking about, I told her my mom went to be with Jesus and she said her friend to, did too. And I said, well, are you going to, cause she was older. She, she was probably in her eighties. And I, I said, are you going to go with Jesus too? And she said, my luck, I'll probably go to hell. <laughs> and so I'm just like, wow, this lady has no idea. She has no idea. Hell isn't a place that you're going to be able to handle. People think it is. My whole point in telling you that is you're not going to be able to handle hell. And I've heard that before. Well, then I'll go to hell. I'll be fine. No, you won't. You won't be fine. Choose Jesus. Make a decision. And then fight for your eternal life. Because the enemy is putting pressure on. He's trying to get you to sow to your flesh so you won't have eternal life. It's not about the stuff. Stuff is a trick. Thank you so much for listening today, and God bless you.